Hi everyone, this is Darius Sulam from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Our real science sessions focus on connecting with the researchers, educators, and industry professionals from all walks of life that make scientific discovery and innovation possible. We talk about their work, their passions, their pitfalls, why they got into science in the first place, and where the road lies ahead. Today, I'm talking with Ellie Saibedek, a junior at Duke University. Ellie recently was one of 10 students who was awarded the Scientist.com STEM Research NIL Award for promising undergraduate researchers. Scientist.com's goal is to empower and connect scientists worldwide and accelerate scientific discovery. Their digital research platform combines sophisticated AI technology with white glove research concierge support to enable scientists to run more innovative experiments in less time and at lower cost. Scientist.com operates private enterprise marketplaces for most of the world's major pharmaceutical companies, over 100 biotech companies, and the U.S. National Institutes of Health. This award is part of Scientist.com's commitment to support and mentor students who are at the beginnings of their education and careers in STEM. In addition to a grant of $5,000 each, the 10 award winners are collaborating with Scientist.com as brand ambassadors. All right, Ellie, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. I'm going to jump right into the first question. So where did you grow up? Have you always been interested in the sciences? Um, and if not, what sparked your interest? Yeah, so I grew up in a small town uh, in upstate New York called Saratoga Springs, just north of Albany. Um, and for anyone who hasn't heard of Saratoga Springs, um, it's famous for the natural springs, uh, horse racing, and it was actually the birthplace of the potato chip. Um, and I have a younger sister who's a senior in high school and a younger brother who's in sixth grade. Um, and I've always been super passionate and interested in science. Uh, both my parents are doctors. Uh, my mom's a dermatologist and my dad's a podiatrist. So I was born into a science family. Um, I've always found learning about how our body works to be super fascinating. Um, the fact that, you know, two cells are able to come together to create a fully functioning and complex human being like you or me is absolutely crazy. Um, and all of the intricate processes um, that are happening inside our bodies every millisecond just really blows my mind. Um, and I've also always been curious about how our species has evolved over time and is continuing to evolve to adapt to our surroundings. Um, Throughout high school, I really loved all of my science teachers, um, and I think they each helped play a role in continuing my love for science. Um, and I was actually fortunate enough to take a intense three-year science research course um, where I was able to conduct individual research and present my findings at symposiums and competitions. Um, so I actually was able to conduct two studies, looked at, looked at smartphone usage um, and its effect on age, gender, relationship status and education level. Um, and this class really allowed me to familiarize myself with the scientific community um, and interact with uh, lots of members of the research community. Um, and I think this really sparked my love for research, um, which I've been fortunate enough to continue to do during my time so far in college. Well, that's fantastic. It looks like you've already had such an interesting and exciting start to your, to your interest in the sciences. So, which university are you currently attending? Uh, what are you studying there? And I believe you're also involved in a couple of different avenues of research. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the research you're currently conducting? 
Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm currently a junior at Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Um, I'm double majoring in biology with a concentration in anatomy, physiology, and biomechanics, and evolutionary anthropology with a concentration in behavior, ecology, and cognition with a chemistry minor. Um, so my first couple of years here, I worked with a couple different research teams before finding my passion this past summer. Um, so as you mentioned, I'm currently involved in two sort of distinctive uh, research avenues here at Duke. Um, first, I'm working at the renowned Duke Lemur Center, um, where we're recording uh, social observations that we observe in the captive lemurs um, with the ultimate goal of generating a large database with all of these observations um, that researchers and people can use to access. Um, and I'm also working with PhD students here um, in the biomedical engineering department at the Center for Women's Global Health Technologies, um, where I'm involved in a couple different projects. Um, the first project, we're analyzing how triple negative breast cancer, or TNBC, in mice and swines is affected by ethyl cellulose ethanol or ECE ablation, um, a modified version of ethanol ablation, which is a known method of destroying tumor tissue. Um, and we're actually currently in the process of um, submitting a study uh, called Determining the Relationship of Delivery, Delivery Parameters in Ablation Distribution for Novel Gel Ethanol Percutaneous Therapy in Ex-Vivo Spine Liver for publication, which is super exciting. Um, and the other projects that I've been working on um, aims to monitor and compare tumor volumes of untreated and treated triple negative breast cancer mice to determine recurrence and aid in optical imaging to study uh, vulnerabilities of chemo-resistant tumors. Um, so through both of these projects, um, as I mentioned, have been able to work in close contact with um, PhD candidates, uh, which has been super awesome, you know, working with them and hearing all they have to, to say. Um, and I've also been able to master a wide variety of different skills uh, and certifications, um, including retroorbital injections, uh, IP cavity injections, window surgeries, necropsies, um, IACUC certification. So I'm basically able to handle with handle mice, um, mark their tails, you know, monitor their tumors, so on and so forth. Um, use different types of microscopes, um, or prep and uh, load sets for. Uh, pathology analysis, as well as like prepared drugs, um, using needles and pipettes, um, in addition to a wide variety of different softwares like MATLAB, um, you know, Microsoft Excel, JMP, to do statistical analysis um, and create graphs and stuff. Um, but another big uh, thing that I've been able to do here is work with younger researchers. Um, so actually this past weekend, um, we were able to work in lab with some elementary students around in the local Durham community um, and kind of work with them and walk them through some scientific experiments, um, which has also been really rewarding for me. Wow, that is fantastic. Already, you haven't even reached grad school and you're already thinking about publications. And you've already learned so much through doing tackling all these projects. It's, it's really impressive. So how do you hope that your research will help others or contribute to a better world? Yeah, so I guess specifically first with my research over at the Duke Lemur Center. Um, the Duke Lemur Center is the largest sanctuary for lemurs in the entire world. 
Um, and actually, the lar- I think the largest lemur population outside of Madagascar. Um, so for those of you that don't know, lemurs are the world's most endangered group of mammals, um, with species ranging from critically endangered to endangered. Um, so I think for me, one of the main goals of that research um, is that hopefully by observing you know, their social behaviors and providing these observations to researchers and people around the globe, um, this will hopefully help us to better understand their behavior and hopefully in doing so improve their chances of survival in the wild. Um, and then with the breast cancer research that I've been working on, um, unfortunately, from personal experience, I know um, many family and friends um, that have battled breast cancer worldwide. And um, of course, as we all know, breast cancer is, you know, a very prevalent disease today. Um, so I think for me, having seen so many friends and family, um, you know, battle and even pass from breast cancer, um, and obviously so many, so many women today are suffering worldwide. Um, my sincere hope is that someday the research that I'm working on will hopefully help to end their suffering or improve um, treatment methods um, and all of that. But also, as I mentioned, I've been fortunate enough to mentor aspiring researchers. Um, so I hope that by sharing my research with them, um, I may be able to help encourage them um, to achieve their dream of one day possibly becoming a researcher. Fantastic. And so you just talked about a little bit about inspiration. And I think you mentioned a little earlier that you had teachers in the past and mentors that influenced you in your journey so far. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Who was or is that greatest influence on your academic journey thus far? Do you have a mentor that's played a significant role in your career? Yeah, I honestly, all of my, there's been so many different people that have contributed to, you know, my love for science and my, you know, passion for research. Um, but I definitely think that my parents, especially early on, played a, have played a large role in my career. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I kind of grew up in a science and STEM focused household. Um, and they were always obviously very supportive of my interest in science and my growing pas- passion for research. Um, I think also, you know, my teachers and professors that I've had so far, you know, both um, growing up in Saratoga and also during my time so far at Duke have really encouraged that love and passion for research and for science. Um, For my current research, um, specifically at the Duke Lemur Center, um, my evolutionary anthropology advisor here at Duke, Dr. Leslie Digby, um, has really played a huge role in sparking my research interest in this area. I, as I mentioned, I was a, or I am an evolutionary anthropology major here. Um, so I was actually fortunate enough to take a class taught by Dr. Digby at the Lemur Center last semester in the fall, um, where I looked at the function of captive juveniles, socialization, and crowned and red rough lemurs. Um, and honestly, this was one of the coolest courses that I've ever taken in my life. Um, I think the Lemur Center is a really cool and unique thing that Duke has to offer um, that sets a school like Duke apart from other you know, top institutions around the around the world. Um, but, you know, just seeing how passionate Dr. Digby was about the research she was conducting there and, you know, her love for the animals, um, it really just inspired me and, you know, sparked my research interest there. Um, so to continue um, working at the Lemur Center this semester on her research team um, was super awesome. Um, and, you know, this whole semester, she's been super supportive of me, um, you know, working on my schedule to, you know, find times to come in. Um, so, you know, I could not be happier with how that's turned out. So a big thanks to her. Um, and then with my breast cancer research, um, as I mentioned, I've been working in close contact with some PhD students in the lab, um, specifically Erica Chilis and Anakshi Sunasi. Um, they both helped me and taught me so much. Um, 
both in the lab and out of the lab um, and just seeing, you know, how passionate they are about what they're doing really inspires me to hopefully one day find something um, to, you know, career wise that I'm just equally as passionate about. That's fantastic. So in a previous interview, you said that you'd like to continue your research into the graduate school world and beyond. Can you tell us a little bit more about those post-grad plans and which direction you hope to see your career go in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, so my current plan uh, is to attend medical school and um, hopefully ultimately co- pursue the career of a physician. Um, I am on the pre-med track and doing all all those prerequisites and fun stuff. Um, but as I mentioned, um, I'm also hoping to continue my research into medical school um, and possibly even beyond. Uh, I know many institutions offer MD-PhD programs, um, which I'm definitely looking into. Um, but as I said, you know, ultimately my goal is to just, you know, help people where, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, pursuing a career in both medicine and even in research will allow me to do. Awesome. And you've mentioned several times that that mentorship and, and inspiring, inspiring younger researchers who are who are coming up. Uh, you talked a little bit about working with elementary school students. So do you have any advice for those young students who are, who are just building their interest in research or, or the sciences in general that might be intimidated or not know where to begin? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of the most important things that I really want to stress is to really take the time to find something you're passionate about. And, you know, for me, like I said, you know, in high school, I worked with some more social science research. And my first couple of years at Duke, I looked at, you know, more marine science um, and some, you know, public policy research. So for me, it took me, you know, nearly five years to find, you know, the Lemur Center and the Center for Women's Global Health Technologies, something that I'm really passionate about doing. Um, but I really think that's worth it. And, you know, I've had the privilege to talk to multiple different researchers that it's taken them even longer to find something they're passionate about doing. Um, I feel like this is super important because once you find what you're passionate about and you love doing, it really doesn't feel like work anymore. Um, at that point, you know, like you enjoy going into the lab and doing what you're doing. Um, and, you know, you really feel like the research that you're doing can hopefully ultimately help to benefit, you know, people around the world. Um, so I know that's easier said than done, but um, definitely try not to get discouraged because um, I really, truly believe that once you find something that you're passionate about studying, it's really a life changing experience, or at least for me, it was. Um, and I also think, you know, conducting research um, has allowed me to develop many skills um, like public speaking that might be difficult for people, especially when they're starting out. Um, so I think definitely trying to persevere through that. Um because I think ultimately, you know, whatever you decide to pursue a career in, research is going to teach you so many valuable life lessons, like public speaking, in addition to, you know, perseverance and, you know, trying to, you know, uh, figure out, I guess, um, you know, how to publish a paper or write something or, you know, there's so many different skills I feel like that research can teach you, um, you know, even if you don't decide to ultimately pursue a career in research, um, just learning many of those skills can really help you in all aspects of your life. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, multiple times, I love, you know, mentoring and working with aspiring researchers. So, you know, if anyone who's watching today has any questions or is struggling where to begin in their research journey, um, please feel free to reach out and I'd be happy to help in any way that I can. Absolutely. And Ellie's contact information will certainly be in her profile, which you can find in the link in the description of this episode. So Ellie, 
Thank you again so much for your time and your insights. It's really valuable to hear from an aspiring researcher like you as you progress through your career. It was a real pleasure to have you with us and best of luck in your future endeavors. Of course. Thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Science and that you'll tune in to hear future episodes where scientists and students, just like you, answer questions about their life, their work, and share insights into what it's like to be doing real science. Don't forget to subscribe.